Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Mo Crum. And I'm Harrison Crum. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. On today's episode, we talk to representatives from Garmin about all the ins and outs of the world's premier running watches and which might be the right fit for you. Welcome, friends, to episode five, season two of the Marathon Training for Beginners podcast. Thanks, friends, for tuning in. We're excited to have you here and excited to dive into an amazing episode all about Garmin. Yes, this is a big deal because I wish we had interviewed them prior to me buying Harrison's watch, but I think we got lucky. Yeah, no, you picked the perfect watch for me. You picked the 45, the Forerunner 45, 645. What am I saying? You picked this Forerunner 645 music, on, which is a pretty high end one, but not the top end. So, brushing my shoulder off. Yeah. No, but really, I'm so excited because I feel like this interview is jam packed with useful information, especially for where we're at and where our friends are at on their running journeys. And so, this is going to be great. Yeah. So, if you're in the market for a Garmin or even a running watch in general, hopefully this episode will help you decide which one's going to be the right fit for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we want to make a correction from episode three of this season. We did a shout out from a listener and we said they were from India when in reality they're from Bangladesh. So really sorry. just want to get that off my chest. We really appreciate you tuning in and thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, that was not intentional. And I know Harrison felt really bad about it, but he's 
grateful as am I that you guys care enough to tell us because I know it matters to us. It really does. Totally. So Mo, how's your training going? It is going well. We had a little hiccup. I, I had a great week last week, but I couldn't finish my 11 miles on Saturday. So this upcoming week, I'm going to resume training and just go for the 12. Okay. So you're, you're going straight from 10, skipping the, the 11 and going straight to 12. Yes. Okay. I did like 10 and a half last week. Or, yeah. Yeah. Week last before. week. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was extremely happy with it. I felt like the pace was good. I was energized. Everything was lining up. So you feel like 12 is not out of reach. I don't think so. I think, I think I can do it. And I'm really excited. I feel like this is a new week and I feel like it's going to be awesome. Do you feel well rested? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not right now in this moment as we're recording. I was just going to say. <laughs> Mo's pretty tired. It's been a long day. It has. It's been, it's been a good day. But our little girl, she loves reading novels. Not actual novels, but she loves us reading stories that have some... They're pretty long. But yeah. th- here's the thing about her stories is it's not just like read her a story. She'll stop you after every word or sentence and say, who's that? Who's that? What are they doing? And she just loves like being interactive with story time, which we love. It's so cute, but yeah, it's adorable. It but makes it... bedtime story time pretty exhausting. Oh yeah. And you get so comfy. And so, so Harrison, how's it going? Good. Everything's good in life, except for the fact that I got a chunk taken out of my arm. Oh. So I had to go to the dermatologist and they, they took out a big piece of, uh, of skin um, I've got about a three inch scar now on my wrist. So it's, it's kind of hindered my running for the last few days, but it's actually been kind of timely because I've taken this opportunity to rest, get over some injuries that I have, and I'm ready to hit the ground running here in the next few days and, and, uh, starting back up with my coach in November. So in the running world, everything is great for me. Uh, I took the advice of Yvette from our previous episode and, uh, she, she said, you know, really work in a lot of strength training into marathon training because it's going to make you a stronger runner. And we we knew that. We talked to Dr. Victoria Seckley in the last season, and it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I've just always felt like, no, getting in the miles is more important. But truly, I'm starting to realize that backing off a little bit on the miles and incorporating that strength training day is so important. And I've actually noticed an increase in my pace. So I've gotten a little bit faster since I've been strength training. Speedy McSpeedster. Well, I didn't say fast. I said faster. We're very proud of you, Harris. <laughs> thanks, Mom. Speaking of strengthening, thanks everyone for strengthening us with your amazing <laughs> reviews. I was wondering where you're going with that. That was good. I don't know if that was a good tie-in, no, but really, really thanks everyone. We appreciate them so much and we love reading them. We actually read them and it's just great hearing your thoughts. It's great feeling another way, another avenue of connecting with you. So thank you for taking the time. We really so. appreciate it. It's It really brightens our day when we go on to Apple and we see a new review. Yeah. We share it with each other. So it, it's a lot of fun. It's like, woohoo. And we got a really cool shout out this week from Trixie out in Delaware. Trixie, we love your name, by the way. Yes, it's so cool. So I want to read what she said because it was... Uh, It was fun. She said, started training for my first full last night. I have a few halves under my belt, but COVID's really pulled me back to 5K status. I found your podcast this afternoon and I'm downloading so I can listen during my base training. I am so excited to get through your episodes. You are my waiting for Cobra Kai season three to return obsession. Happy running. (laughs) That is like the biggest compliment. (laughs) Cobra Kai is the best. Cobra Kai is pretty darn cool. If you haven't seen Cobra Kai, go check it out. It's on Netflix. Do I need to explain more? We are not sponsored. However, if 
Netflix ever wants us to, to support. Oh, yeah. Over. We'll have the Miyagi Do Karate oh, yeah. lesson, and somehow we'll tie it into marathon training. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can have a bonsai tree in our new logo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um. No, thanks so much, Trixie, for that. That's awesome. And we're excited for you to join us on your running journey. Yeah, Trixie, thank you. And we want to turn your attention to an episode that we just put out on Sunday. We're really excited about it. We called it the run along because it's, you know, kind of like running along with the track. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, the purpose of that is really to train at 180 beats per minute. Um, which you would just you would just follow at 180 steps, right? You just kind of run to the beat. And so it's perfect for like a 30-minute tempo run or even if you just want to go out and do like three or four miles or or two miles or whatever you know your time is, it helps you really practice running at 180 steps per minute, which isn't the right cadence for everybody. But I would say for a lot of people, even if you're not going to run a full marathon at 180 uh, cadence, it's still good to practice because it can help you with speed work and and whatnot. We especially want to give a huge shout out to Breck. Yeah. Breck, he put a lot of time and effort into that. And, you know, we kind of came to him with the vision of it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he delivered. He's just awesome. And he, if for those of you who don't know, Breck actually was the one who produced and created our, our theme, song. theme song. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Breck, for just always being there for us and for helping us in this new endeavor. Love you, Breck. And another thank you goes to the one and only Harry Styles. So we need to talk about this Harry Styles obsession. It's not an obsession. (laughs) Does listening to his voice at night to put you to sleep qualify as an obsession? Okay, first of all, you have to admit that Harry Styles definitely helped you in your cadence training track. Well, yes, of course, I drew some inspiration from the Harry Styles. But, okay, why don't you just explain to everybody what you're talking about? Okay, first of all, it's not an obsession. It is an appreciation for an incredibly talented artist who speaks or sings, speaks and sings like gold is coming out of his mouth. Okay, so he is, <laughs> he is amazing and he is on this app it's called calm for those of you who don't know totally check it out i learned about it in one of my positive psychology grad courses and it's essentially like a meditative app yeah and harry styles does this recording called a sleep story <laughs> it's so soothing just even thinking about it he's he like hello there <laughs> I know you want to fall asleep tonight. I'm Harry Styles. Where does your mind go when you fall asleep? Is that an Australian accent? I'm so bad. We, yeah, the accents are not our strong suit. Sorry, everybody. But we're trying. (laughs) He just calms your mind. He literally calms your mind in the app Calm. So... I would like to thank him because I truly think he inspired Harrison without Harrison even knowing. Subconsciously, I'm inspired by my other Harry, Harry Styles. There you go. Well, hey, we're going to jump into this Garmin episode. But before we do, we want to give a huge thank you to Stephanie Schultz and Joe Heikis from Garmin. They came onto the show. They were so gracious with their time. And uh, honestly, they taught us so much about these watches, things that we didn't know which after this interview, we're going to tell you a little bit more. We're going to dive deeper into something that these watches can do that's incredible. So um, stay tuned for that. And please bear with us because when we recorded this, we did it during our home renovations and I didn't have my microphone. 
So I just use my phone. It, it sounds, it's okay. It's not terrible to listen to, but it's not a super long interview. Just, just hang in there because what we're going to share after that interview is, is really important. So without further ado, here's Garmin. And I'm, I'm just going audio only today. Hope that's okay. Oh, yeah, sure. But you're welcome to, uh, to join via video. And Stephanie, you can see my pretty face now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on. Is this your house? It is, yeah. It's my basement. So, yep. Awesome. Uh, well, working for, I'm working from home like millions and millions of Americans, I think. So. Well, we're the lucky ones, right, that have the opportunity. Right, that's right. Yeah. Well, thank you for, yeah. for taking the time to, to meet today. Uh, there's a lot of runners out there who are looking for advice. You know, they're at the beginning of, you know, maybe they signed up for a half marathon or maybe they signed up for a, a marathon, kind of it's on their bucket list. Um, and now they're thinking, now what? You know, yeah. what, are the, yeah. what are the first steps? And they need sort of that companionship. And we're finding a lot of people um, are looking for that content. And one of the things that we know will absolutely um, play a critical role in becoming a better runner is a Garmin or some type of watch, right? But yeah, obviously uh, you guys were. I'd say, a, I'd say a Garmin, not just any watch, but a Garmin. Ex exactly. And my goal today <laughs> is for you to kind of uh, navigate a beginner runner through the purchasing process. I'll tell you that I recently went through this myself and I maybe it's my own ignorance, but I didn't, and maybe it's because of COVID, but I didn't know of any showrooms or any places I could go to try on the different watches to get educated. And so I'm kind of hoping that you guys can sort of be a virtual uh, version of that for our listeners. So if you could just give me an idea, uh, or our listeners rather, why they should choose Garmin when they're in this process of looking for a watch. You know, there's Fitbit out there and there's Apple and, and I'm sure there's other brands that are, are less known, but why is Garmin sort of the gold standard when it comes to marathon training? Yeah, well, I think there's, uh, it's appropriate to bring up the fact that, um, you know, we've been, we've been the runner's watch since uh, before, way before it was cool. I mean, way before Apple Watch even thought about existing, we had Garmin Forerunners uh, in the marketplace. You know, you go back to way back to like, I don't know when the first one was, 2005 or four or something like that. And we've been strapping GPS on runners' wrists. So we've been doing this a long time, and I feel like we really know what we're doing. Um, and so I think we have a lot of experience in there. And we, But we haven't stood still either. I mean, we've uh, continued to innovate, you know, generation after generation after generation, and not just the runners' the runners watch experience, but also, you know, the rest of the runners' day, you know. So our like our smartwatches, like um, – uh, this this uh, Garmin uh, 945 here that I'm holding up, um, you know, this watch is extremely advanced. You know, it's got on. And in addition to all the all the running stuff, which I go through a long list of of features that you know many people would probably not even ever ever know or or use necessarily, but they're there for those who have a spe specific desire or want to use them. But beyond that, beyond the running functions, you know, the, our watches we continue to innovate. That watch has built-in maps like for all of North America uh, if you buy the watch in in North America or all of Europe if you buy the watch if you if you're a European customer um, the, the watch has a, a, a contactless payment so you can just like an Apple watch you can go up to at, at the uh, 
you know, 7-Eleven or wherever you might go and you can just bleep, you can just pay with your watch right there for, for what you're buying. Uh, sure. You know, and it, our, our watches do all kinds of apps as well. We have third party app store. And so, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, our, our, it's not, uh, I think some people have a misconception that if you have a Garmin watch, you're going to give up all this other additional like convenience features that have come along in the last, you know, few years, but that's not the case. Um, and as far as the running features go, I just think that, you know, the Garmin Forerunner product line is built for the athlete first. It is a built for purpose product. And so it is not, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to slander the Apple watch because Apple, of course. they make a phenomenal product. I mean, it's a very intimidating product as a competitor, as a competitor, but it's not built with the, it's not built with the runner in mind, not, not with the runner in mind first. Um, but, but the Garmin is, and, um, you know, so in some ways there's some practical consequences of that, you know, for example, um, you know, the runner who wants to be able to uh, mark a location during his run or her run with, with a lap button, um, can do that like bang like that. Now you can do that on an Apple watch, but there's not like a dedicated button where, you know, you fire and it's going to fire exactly where you, where when you want it to. And, um, you know, th- those, there's just sort of a lot of nuances to the watch that are, that are, that are just made for, with the runner in mind. Um, sure. Well, and, and I like what you said that, that the runner is first, I, I own an Apple watch and, uh, the Garmin 645, uh, music. Yeah. And so, um, I, yeah, I can totally see that. In fact, I've noticed that the Garmin seems to even be more accurate. And so, um, the other thing is I, so I ran, this is kind of a, maybe a story that might help you in your pitch, but um, I ran a full marathon with my Apple watch and it was connected to my AirPods, you know, so I could listen to music. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I'm not a fast marathoner by any stretch. I'm still at the beginning stages. It took me about four hours to finish and about mile 24, 25, my Apple watch died on me and it was fully charged uh, at the start of the race. Yeah. <laughs> so the battery life alone is something that really should be considered if you're going to be running long distances. That's right. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And it is, it is a great example because, you know, our, our watches, our running watches are, are always built with the idea in mind that, Hey, at the minimum, we've got to get people through a marathon. You know, that's like, I, I, as the product manager, I'm always telling the, the engineering team like that, that that's if all the other battery life goals we have, you, we got to get people through a marathon. You know, that's, that's like well, that's like the bare minimum. And of course, a lot of our products do way better than that. But uh, sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, I was hoping that you could maybe take us through the lineup, um, sort of the the most entry level to the highest level, and and it can be you don't have to go in super detail. But you know, if if I'm kind of just looking into getting into running, um, I, I, and I have no idea what the six forty five and the 245 right so can you just walk us through sort of that lineup (laughs) oh yeah sure i I can i um so our our entry level 400 product uh in the current product generation is um 445 and okay so that's the little guy that i'm holding up here and for the uh the normal retail price on a 445 is um Oh gosh, Stephanie, I think it's, I think it's $199, isn't it? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure it's $199. Yeah, that, yeah that's okay. It is, yeah. Yeah. Right at, right at $200 price point. And, um, you know, in this watch, first of all, I, I, I'm, I, I'm very proud of this watch. And I think 
you know, I, I think they're even very advanced runners that will purchase this watch. It's not like you're necessarily, if you, as far as what your core needs are as a runner, this watch will do, you know, almost everything you want anyway, because you get GPS, time, distance, and pace. Those are like the critical bread and butter. You got to have that stuff. Um, you know, it, uh, it connects, um, to your phone. So you get smartphone notifications with it. And along with that, it'll automatically upload your running data to Garmin connect. And of course, Garmin connect is another great advantage of Garmin and that that's our, that's our free, um, training app really, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, it doesn't cost anything. In fact, anybody can sign up for it, whether you have a Garmin product or not, but it, it, uh, um, you know, all your runs automatically upload to Garmin Connect, so you can see all your stats. You can see, you know, where you ran, how far, how fast, how, how fast was this mile, how fast was that mile. And, you know, you can see all that data right there on Garmin Connect, and this watch will feed that just fine. And um, this watch will also, through Garmin Connect, feed Strava for people that use Strava. Uh, this this watch uh, will also uh, do, can gives you uh, a, a basic intervals, a way to a structured way to do intervals on the watch so that you can just, uh, you know, you can, it'll walk you through it or you can even import um, advanced workouts. You can build a, you can build f- fancy workouts on Garmin connect and send those to the watch. And then the watch will walk you through that, that structured workout that you've created. Uh, we also have a program in, in Garmin that I'm pretty proud of called Garmin coach. And I think this is maybe really good. Now this is not, I know your podcast is for, uh, beginning marathon runners, and currently we don't have a, a a solution for marathon, but we do have something called Garmin Coach, which is our uh, automatic, like adaptive training program uh, that does five Ks, ten Ks, and half marathons. And we work with uh, fairly well-known coaches like Greg McMillan um, and uh, Jeff Galloway. Um, and oh wow. Amy, Amy Parkerson Mitchell. So these, these fairly well-known coaches, we work with them and they created the sort of the, the brains behind how these training plans work. And then our, our computer or, you know, our servers are used sort of a, um, I guess you'd call it an artificial intelligence kind of a thing to, to actually yeah. adapt your training and, and to, you know, based on how you're doing, give you the next workout for the next day, the next week, and so forth, but but will change according to your needs and how you're doing in the program, according to the input that these coaches gave us on how these how these tra- plans should work. And so, you know, even our little tiny entry level two hundred dollar four hundred forty five works with Garmin Coach, and uh, you know, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, and is, is Coach a, a separate app that's downloaded in the App Store? No, actually, Garmin Coach is is kind of part of our Garmin Connect. Uh, so interesting. It, it kind of lives in there. Yeah. Okay. And does that cost extra money? I, I can't remember if you said that. It does not. Yeah. It no. Does it, not. Wow. It does not cost extra either. So excellent. Wow. Yeah, anybody and, and anybody so, can access that. Yeah. Okay. So that's the forty-five. Now, it, yeah. I'm I'm assuming there's uh, a next level because that's sort of the entry level. Um, yeah. So what's the next one from there? So the next one up here is um, 4245. Okay. So in the 4245 is you know around the $300 price price range, and um, so in the 4245, you oh and I should have mentioned also in all these watches, even on our entry level watch, you can they uh, you know there's an optical heart rate sensor in the back of the watch too. So 
Um, you know, there's a heart rate monitor built right into the watch that way. Sure. But um, 400, 245, it, you know, you pretty much get everything you were getting anyway with the 445, but you get some, some, some additional functionality. So for one thing, you get some upgraded hardware. It has a, it has a better crisper display, you know, display with more color. And this one's uh, the, the 245. Is it a touch screen? It is not a touch screen. Are any of the watches touch screen? You know, they are not, uh, not in the current generation. We have had touchscreen forerunners before, uh, but I will tell you, we kind of made an, an intentional decision to move away from touchscreen and the forerunners. And we did that more or less when we introduced our wellness product line in Garmin, our Vivo, our Vivo Active series, um, our, you know, our venue products and so forth that have touchscreens. Uh, and the reason is, you know, for those customers, it kind of allows customers to pick is, is the running stuff more important to me and the sports stuff or is the smartwatch stuff more important? You know, and if you think, well, I really want the smartwatch thing stuff to be really good and, but I want it to also do running, then maybe you should buy one of the Vivo products. But if gotcha. you're a runner and that's more important to you, then you'll give up the, 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 the um, convenience of a touchscreen. But there's a very practical reason for that as well. And that is that, as you know, if you've ever been running on a really hot, August morning when the humidity is 98% and it's 80 degrees outside and you're running 12 miles and you're dripping sweat all over everything. Yeah. You know, a touch screen, it, it, it just, no matter what we do, a touch screen can be really hard to, to not, not cause things to happen on the watch that you don't want to happen. Um, exactly. And that's another one of those details, yeah. like you said, that's designed for the runner, you know, uh, That's right. I, I live in Arizona where it's extremely hot and running in the summertime is a, is a, is a huge challenge. And so I can totally relate to that sweat dripping on it. And now you're pushing a button, but it's not doing anything because it's covered in water. That's right. And you know, I, I ran the, um, I, I ran the, the Boston marathon two years ago when it was in that monsoon. And, um, <laughs> I remember, uh, I was actually went went to Boston. I hardly ever worked at the marathon expos for Garmin, but once in a while I'll go out and work an expo for Garmin so that I can kind of get more in direct touch with some of the customers and kind of hear directly from myself the customer feedback. And a, a lady came up to the booth and she was debating about, well, you know, at the expo, should I buy this Vivo Active watch or should I buy the Forerunner? And I said, well, you know, I, I love the Vivo watches and they're great, but you know, what they tell us is that tomorrow during the race, when we're running, it's going to be raining buckets. And what do you want? What do you want? If, if you want to try to mess with a touchscreen and a heavy rainstorm while you're running a race, then that's, yeah. you know, you can do that. But with the, with the buttons, it is going to do exactly what you want and nothing unexpected. Correct. And uh, she said, yeah, I'm going to get, get the forerunner then. And by the way, in fact, it did like that, that was, was running in a monsoon. I would have hated yeah. to try to be messing with a touchscreen. So I heard, I heard all about that. I, I'm nowhere near qualifying for the Boston Marathon, but it's a, it's my goal one day. So that I'm, I'm happy to hear that you were able to run it. That sounds like an amazing experience. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So, wow. Does everyone, not to sidetrack too far, but does everyone yeah. who works for Garmin pretty much, do they pretty much all live active lifestyles? I mean, I'm sure there's anomalies, but I, I bet you that's something that draws people into the company. Well, you know, Garmin is, first of all, uh, just to give you a little more background on Garmin, Garmin is a surprisingly diverse company business-wise. And what I mean by, and it's also, you know, for Kansas, it's also pretty diverse culturally, culturally as well, but that's not where I'm going. Um, we have 
business segments that serve the, the um, uh, aviation industry. We have business segments that serve the um, like boating, marine, both both ocean going and lake lake marine. Uh, we have business segments that serve the automotive industry, um, and, and so we have and all this in addition to like our fitness and recreation, um, you know, sort of customer segment. So yeah, uh, I would say that there's probably a whole lot of people that work at Garmin that maybe aren't in very good shape, um, <laughs> but. But in our in the fitness area, it is surprising because, like you said, uh, we do attract a lot of people both internally. A lot of times, people internally to Garmin who are runners or cyclists or triathletes, they kind of gravitate and 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 want to find their way into the fitness business segment um, when they can. And we also get those kind of inquiries from outside as well, obviously. So, yeah. In short, the answer is yes. There are we have a lot of people that are very active, very athletic. That that's the lifestyle they live. That that work on these products, and I think it makes them better products. Absolutely, yeah. That's where I was going next. <laughs> there is a whole bunch of stuff that um, uh, that the two forty five does. A whole bunch. There's quite a bit of stuff that the two forty five does that the four hundred forty five doesn't do. In addition to having better hardware, for example. It's got the 245 has a lot more, you know, activities, automatic, you know, that activities that uh, that users can do besides running. So it's got more support for for other activities. Uh, it's, sure. Oh, and, and a big difference uh, is in the uh, in the 245. We have a version of the 245 that has built-in music. So okay. Where you can connect to Spotify or Deezer or Amazon Music. Um, those are probably three of the major services we support. But there, I think there are some others. Um, and that needs to be downloaded ahead of time onto the watch, correct? Yeah, it's not a live streaming kind of a thing where you're 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 somehow connecting to the internet through your watch while you're running and downloading the music live. But uh, yeah. you do have to sort of like ahead of your run get hook up the watch to Wi, and this all happens fairly automatically. But you hook up the watch to Wi-Fi, and and it sucks down your playlists um, from you pick you know you can pick which playlists, for example. Yeah from Spotify, you want to download to your watch. So, well, I'll tell you, I, I had the Apple watch with uh, the data and I tried live streaming it just with my watch. And I'll tell you, that doesn't even work anyway. So, you know, it'll, it'll just be in a constant state of buffer. So I think it is a good idea to, to get that done ahead of time. So I think a lot of runners are going to ask the question, if you get the 245 music version, uh, what kind of headphones can connect to it? If you, let's say you wanted to leave the phone at home. Yeah, no, and I think that that is the compelling thing is the idea of leaving the phone at home because most of us don't like to run with the phone unless we have to for some reason. Sure. And, you know, so uh, we, we built the watches, our, all of our music-capable watches, to be as compatible as they can be with basically standard Bluetooth headphones. So Okay. Um, now, now, what we've learned in practice, as I'm sure about everybody in the industry has learned, is there's a pretty wide variation in, in the quality of Bluetooth headphones out there and, you know, how, how tightly those manufacturers sort of implement the Bluetooth specifications and so forth. So, um, but in general terms, we try to work with as many Bluetooth headphone manufacturers as well as we can uh, as possible. And that even includes the Apple AirPods. In fact, we try, we try really hard to work as well as we can with the Apple AirPods as well because we know a lot See of those, so. You're saying you're saying the the 245 music and the any other I don't know which ones have music capabilities, but they all connect to AirPods. Yeah, they they will. Uh huh. Yep. Interesting. I didn't know that. So I've got a pair of AirPods myself. I'll have to give that a shot. 
Yeah, now it's a little, you'll have to look at your AirPods instructions because there's special instructions on how you pair to like a not Apple product, you know, like I can't remember, I've done it before, but it's been a while, you have to press and hold a button and okay, and leave the headphones in the little case, earbuds, anyway, you, you, you can look, yeah, yeah, yeah. but sure. you can do it, yeah. Yeah, but just knowing there's that capability. Okay, so, yeah. so are there any other features that you want to kind of bring to light that the 245 has that the 45 doesn't aside from the ability to go and grab music and then maybe some of the other activities. Yeah. And there actually, there is another big, a big category of, of features I would just throw out there real quick too, for people that are more, uh, you know, kind of more into the, the physiological measurements. So we also have, as I'm looking here and reminding myself, um, you know, we have things like uh, features that we call uh, training effect, um, training load and training status and, and, you know, acclimation to heat and, and altitude, you know, so we've got a number of those kind of features that are kind of about you, about your, that your body, um, and how it's responding to the training, um, that are in the 245 that are not in the, in the 445. So, so there are more rich features from a physiological point of view as well. Gotcha. Okay. So then let's say I'm going to step it up even one level above, uh, the 245. What, what's my next watch? Well, the next one I think is is uh, the one you have already, which is a four hundred six forty five or six forty five music. Okay. And um, and then just recently, also, we'll just kind of throw in a similar category, although there are some significant differences. Is also a four hundred nine forty five, um, and you know, so the six forty five music and the nine forty five both play music, just like the four hundred two forty five. Um, in, in these watches, uh, you get. Uh, get the advanced physiological features that we just talked about. You also get things like the ability to measure your lactate threshold. I didn't know there was a 945. Is it more expensive than the 645? Yeah, it, it is. And it's, it's, it's more expensive than the 645. The 945, it, the 945 is kind of our cream of the crop, you know, flagship product in the foreign line. Um, it, it also and really, when you move up to that 900 series, uh, you know, it's it's a full-on, almost everything we can make the watch do kind of a thing. And it's it's also geared not just toward advanced runners, um, but also toward triathletes. So okay. 945 typically brings in more triathlons-focused features, uh, things like, you know, cycling power, things like the ability to, to have a, a multi-sport event on your watch where you simply just, you know, you press the lap button and you switch from swim to bike to run. Okay. Um, so, um, so that, that kind of thing as well. So the 945 adds some of that stuff. And then the 945 also adds, you know, additional physio stuff that maybe we don't do on the, on the, on the lower end on, on the 400, 245 and 645 things like, um, we've added recently, uh, a simple uh, classification of your workout where we'll tell you at the end of your workout, well, what was the main benefit of what you just did? Was it improving VO2 max? Was it improving your base? Was it uh, anaerobic? You know, so um, there's some additional physiological features that come along with the 945 as well. So, okay. So um, price range when we're talking, cause it sounded like the 45 was about 200 bucks. The, the, yeah. the, the 245 was about 300 bucks. What is the, I don't even know what the 645 is because my wife bought it for me for my uh, birthday, but what does that run? Uh, I think the 645 right now, gosh, I think, oh boy, let me see if when we launched it. Um, 
I think right now it might be hovering around four, about around 400 or 350. I'm not okay. 100% sure. Um, so That's you might actually Google this yourself and, and see what, what they're selling for out there. Um, the 945, I believe, is 599. Okay. Gotcha. And so it sounds like um, 945 is sort of the cream of the crop. And then the Vivo Active is the more, like you said, smartphone feature or smartwatch feature type benefits first and then the, then the runner second, right? Um, yeah, I would, say that's, I would say that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and then, um, so I guess I won't really get into the Vivo Actives because that's, I think for the purposes of this podcast, I think a lot of the runners want something running centric, but I know there's other Garmin watches as well, like the Phoenix line. What, what would you, would you recommend a Phoenix for a runner, someone who's interested in a marathon? Well, on the Phoenix uh, side, um, the, this is a tough thing for me to answer in a way because uh, Phoenixes are great watches and, um, but <laughs> um, it, it really, when you get up into Phoenixes, I think for the most part, a lot of it comes down to questions of style. So, okay. so for example, a 4 or 945 and a Phoenix 6 are, are really very similar watches in terms of all they can do. So if you buy a Phoenix 6, you're going to pretty much get all the features that are in the top of the line 4Runner. You're going to get every, pretty much everything in those watches that, that we do in the 4Runner line. But, you know, the Phoenixes, they have uh, premium materials. You know, they're made out, they're metal cases. And sometimes, they, I mean, and, also, and sometimes sapphire lenses and, um, you know, things, things of that nature. So it's, it's a more like, it's a more premium watch product. Um, the Phoenixes are. And so if that's, a, if that's important to a customer, you know, by all means, I would recommend a Phoenix uh, f- for running because they have, they have all the core running features that the foreigners have, um, but they Do make more, but you're, but, but you're, what you're paying for is really the improved materials and style and, and some of that stuff. But do, do you think the weight, comes into play because I know they are a little bit heavier. A friend of mine has a Phoenix and it's, it's quite a bit heavier than my uh, forerunner. Yeah. that And so that's probably also a matter of personal preference. I, I, for me personally, so it's probably a good thing. I'm the, I'm the forerunner product manager, not the Phoenix product manager. For me personally, I, I strongly prefer a lighter watch. And, and when I've run with the Phoenix, it, it kind of bugs me, you know, it's probably not going to take, you know, seconds or minutes off my marathon time, but it's just not, for me, it's not comfortable to be out running three, three hours with a, you know, with kind of a heavy watch. Uh, sure. For me, it's kind of, it's, it's more important as a runner to have a lighter weight watch. It, it just is. But for some people don't feel that way though. Some people don't care. And, and yeah. to, for, to them, they prefer the style and an and extra weight, you know, is, doesn't bother them. So. Gotcha. Okay. So I think we've kind of talked about all of the watches or are there more that I'm, I'm not even aware of? <laughs> well, you know, we're always working on something new. Um, as, as <laughs> you can imagine stuff I can't tell you about, but, um, you know, I, I will say, uh, Stephanie, uh, shot me a quick, I am while we were talking here and I did want to mention, you know, another cool running feature. And I think especially, um, especially for female runners, maybe, um, is some of the newer watches are we have uh, these safety and tracking features. So they, they for example, um, even with the 445, if you um, throw, let's say you throw your, you know, your um, your phone into a spy belt, 
uh, you can set up your, your watch and your phone to transmit your position while you're running uh, using, using the phone. You don't, you know, so um, that, that will, you know, maybe, maybe a woman wants her husband to know where she's running, where her route is. And, and he, sure. can, he can actually look on a map and see where she's at all the time while she's out running. Wow. Um, and uh, so that's, that's our live track feature. And um, you know, all of our, all of our formers support that. And that's kind of cool. And as well as, the same kind of a situation you can actually uh, send a little like sort of a little help message to your, the people you've identified as your emergency contacts from the watch. So uh, that's another little thing where that will send a like, Hey, you know, Stephanie uh, has identified you as emergency contact and she, she needs help at this location. And wow. uh, so, so and that's, that's uh, some, some other cool stuff we do. Yeah. And that's coming or you said that's already no, out. That's it. That exists. That, that, oh, wow. You can do that today and all these foreigners we're talking about. That's amazing. Well, that's something I wasn't even aware of, and I think a lot of people will appreciate that. Um, are, is there anything less expensive than the, than the Forerunner 45? Maybe it's a different line. Um, you know, maybe I'm a brand new runner and I just don't have any, uh, any budget for, you know, I don't have a couple hundred bucks to spend. Is there any solution for them? Well, you know, I think there is. And, and what I would recommend is, um, if, if a customer wants to save a little money and they're willing to, um, if they're willing to buy the previous generation product, so here's a great example, a 435, which is really still a great watch, a great runner's watch. Um, and it's just a little older. I, I can't remember what year it came out, maybe like 2016 or something. So it's, it's a little older, but they're still available. We, we still sell them. People still sell them in, in retail. And, um, but I think you can get one for probably like, I don't know, I'm guessing maybe 120 bucks. Uh, okay. So that, I think if, if people are willing to kind of step down a little bit in the, in the, to an older product, a little bit older, still brand new, but just the last product generation, um, they can, um, they can get a pretty good deal a lot of times. Yeah. And still That's get great. a Garmin and still get a Garmin that has a lot of the advantages we were already talking about, you know, so. Yeah. Do you know off the top of your head, does the previous generation connect to Garmin connect? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, in fact, we've been doing that for since like 2009 or something. So yeah. Wow. Excellent. Well, this has been Joe really helpful and Stephanie, I really appreciate your time. And, and I know that um, you've opened my eyes to a couple of things that I didn't know. And I think the key here is that a runner needs to be able to understand based on their budget, based on the features they're looking for, which watch they should go out and buy without doing extensive research. And I think you've probably cleared that up for them. And so um, I appreciate that. And is there anything else that you think would be worthwhile sharing with our listeners? Joe, do you want to discuss the Pace Pro feature a little bit? Yeah. So for beginning marathon runner, there is a feature called Pace Pro um, that is is uh, available on some of the watches, but uh, so it's available in our uh, 945. Yeah, it's only in the 945 right now. Um, I think, Stephanie. Um, I think. Uh, should be the 245 and 245 music as well. Okay, yeah, I, I have a note here that it was supposed to have been added, but I didn't know if it actually, I needed, I didn't have it updated here of whether it actually <laughs> or not. So, but um so that's a feature that basically allows, allows a customer, and this can be really good maybe for a, new, a newbie marathon tr- runner. Um, you can build like a pacing plan, almost like um, 
the old school uh, pace bands that you can print out and put on your wrist so you can see what all your mile splits are supposed to be for your pacing. Well, you can kind of do that exact same thing except on your watch with this pace pro uh, feature. So you can set this up in advance on Garmin Connect uh, how you want to pace your marathon. And if, if, if you want to, it will divide it up for you by like um, according to the terrain, according to uphills and downhills. So, you know, it'll, it'll automatically, for example, give you slower uphills and faster downhills and that sort of thing. And you can, you can dial it in to have, you know, positive or negative split uh, by, by whatever amount that you want. So you can kind of put in some of these parameters. It will create a pacing plan for you based on that. And then you can send that to your watch and then you, you can run that, uh, that pace pro plan uh, during your race on race day. So that is kind of a cool thing that I didn't think of. I'm glad Stephanie brought it up Yeah, for, uh, you know, for marathon runners. Well, pacing is huge. And, and so yeah. um, how would I go about, and you don't have to give me a full tutorial here, but do I do that in the connect app? Yeah. The easiest way to do it is to go to the connect app online on the web. Now you can, you can do it on the mobile app too. So it can be done, but I find it just a little bit easier to interact with the bigger screen when I'm doing this. And um, so for example, you can, you can specify a course um, and then on that course, you can automatically create a pace pro, but you don't have to have a course either. You can make a pace pro without a course and it will, it will just, just it won't make any assumptions about the, the terrain of the course, but um, yeah, and then you can you can play with it, and and uh, uh, and then you, there's an option on there to send to device, and it'll send to the device, and um, you can uh, you can get it on your watch, and then you, when wow, uh, yeah, that's pretty advanced. I love that. Well, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give uh, that's my homework. I'm gonna give Pace Pro. That's what it's called, right? Pace Pro. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pace Pro. All right, I'm gonna give Pace Pro a shot, and uh, I'll report to our listeners how it goes, but. Thank you again so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I know you're both very busy. Uh, Garmin is out there saving the world one watch at a time. So, <laughs> yeah, but thanks again for your time. And uh, I'll let you know when this podcast airs and, and you guys can give it a listen. I look forward to hearing it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank well, you, thanks. Harrison. It's been great. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Joe. man, those watches can do pretty much anything. But one thing that really stood out to me is just how much these watches can actually do. Yeah, it's like Inspector Gadget. These watches are amazing. But we wanted to touch on, they talked about Garmin Coach, which honestly, had I known about this ages ago, I would have been so pumped. Mm. So I wanted to walk everybody through how to access Garmin Coach he talked about what it was and you know it's it's basically taking the minds of these amazing running coaches and putting them right into your watch taking your analytics and piecing together day by day a plan for you to train for any distance um up to a half marathon unfortunately it doesn't have a, a full marathon at this point in time but um here's how you access it so you're going to download your Garmin Connect app which if you aren't familiar with that once you have your Garmin it's the app that you use to then sync all of your watch data to your phone and so Once you open the app, you're going to click on the training button because you're going to click on more. It's the little dots on the bottom. You click on that and then it opens up more options. You click on training and then you click training plans. And from there, you're going to select running and then pick your distance. So if you're training for a half marathon, you literally just pick that and the watch is going to adapt based on your data and piece together a customized training plan. It's so amazing. And congrats to Garmin for coming up with this because... I just think it's it's huge. That's something that I don't think the Apple Watch could give you. Nope, absolutely. 
So thanks again. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time. See ya, friends. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this friendly journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify. Search his name under B-R-E-K-K.